Hello, this is Pastor Galen from the First Nazarene Church in Chicago, and welcome to our podcast. Hey, before we hear the message today, I simply wanted to say that no matter where you're at, we're glad that you're listening today. We hope this message will inspire you, instruct you, and help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. And if you live in the Chicagoland area, maybe this is the first step for you joining us in person sometime. Or if you want to, you can always check out our online live services every Sunday on our website at firstnaz.cc. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the message. I love Christmas. I like um, most everything about it. I love the music. I love the music. There's way too much music to fit in four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks, however you do that, however you roll. But um, all kinds, country, classical, traditional, um, just all of it, and uh, except for Alvin and the Chipmunks. I, I switch it on that, and I can do, I only can do um, Christmas shoes once. All right, so I can hear it once on the radio, but after that, and I think I crossed that on like November 15th this year, so um, no more of that one. Um, it was good for a while. My name is Phil Kazee. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, my job is to, to help create systems and um, organizations and, and structures to help ministry work. In first service, that meant changing a mic that was dead and putting a new mic in in, in its place. So uh, we all do our part around here. So I've enjoyed, um, I do enjoy serving on this team. Um, I've been in ministry for like 40 years in uh, four different churches. I was here in the 90s and been back here for, I'm in my 10th year here, so it's been good to be back. Um, we love doing, Brendan and I love doing church here, doing family um, with this, with you and with this team. So it's good to be, uh, have my like once every year or 12 months time to preach, right? So I'm glad I get to do that during Christmas. <coughs> it's a season we call Advent, the coming of Christ and uh, to our world, the Advent season. Um, the birth of Jesus is talked about in three of the first four books of the New Testament. It's a very interesting that Mark, one of the first four books of the New Testament doesn't include anything about Jesus' birth. I'm like, how do you tell the story of Jesus and not include his birth? But everyone had their own way of writing and their own reason for writing. And, uh, and the, the most of the story that we hear about and that we read about and we hear and, and sing about is found in Luke, the first two chapters of Luke, primarily Luke chapter 2. The first chapter of Luke talks about how God promises the parents of John the Baptist and Jesus how they would come. A lot of prophecy and their response to that prophecy. And then in chapter 2 is the heart of the message that we hear uh, in its most familiar. The first part of Luke 2 is the, the beginning and talks about Mary and Joseph and, and the journey to the stable and Christ and Mary giving birth to her firstborn child. The middle of chapter 2 is really the most familiar part. It's the angels and the shepherds and their track to, to the manger and their response, and their telling of the story. And then the, the chapter wraps up with um, Mary and Joseph taking Jesus to the temple eight days after he's born uh, for, the sacrifi- for the ceremonial uh, time where they, um, that's what they did in their tradition, and it talks about them, how they went back home, Luke chapter 2. So when we hear the story today, it does focus on the middle of church, uh, on Luke chapter 2, and in so many ways, in the music and the books that we read. And, um, and so we want to focus on that as we think, think about it today. The last two weeks, we've talked about unexpected hope, unexpected peace, and today is unexpected joy. So as I looked at this over the last few weeks, and I thought, okay, what does joy mean, right? What's the definition of joy? And it said this, 
the dic- diction is, uh, definition is the emotion evoked by well-being. Joy is success or good fortune or joy by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Joy is the state of happiness. And I read that, I'm like, that's not joy. I don't know what Webster's Dictionary, whoever that designed that, I don't, I don't think that's a great definition of what joy really is. CBS reported this fall a survey they had done, and the survey said that they asked Americans, what makes you happy? And the response was, $1.2 million would make me feel happy. That's what it took. I mean, for some people it was 500000 for some people it was $3 million, but the average American says, I need $1.2 million to feel happy. In the same survey, they looked, and 7 out of 10 people who responded said um, that having more money would solve most of their problems. I'm like, I don't know who CBS is talking to, but that, that describes happiness. It doesn't describe joy in my mind. I propose that joy is not an emotion caused by the circumstance, right? That the definition that we've read, that to me is happiness. Being happy is fleeting, and it's, the, it's a pleasure or contentment with the situation, a person, uh, and, uh, and a, a situation in your life. But joy is not based on circumstance. That's what I would like to tend to argue for you today. It's deeper than that. It, joy is sourced from the soul. I propose to you that joy is an inside job. Joy is an inside job. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 2, the message of the angels, the shepherd's response, and Mary's response. So we're going to look at the message of the angels. The, the message of Christmas told by the angels to the shepherds is about the arrival of joy. Their first words is, uh, is talking about joy. I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. Today a Savior has been born to you. Joy is the center of the angel's message. The Christmas story is God sending a son, Jesus, to earth. And up to this point, think about this, in the history that we record in the scripture, there's only four people who really know, other than the prophecies in the old, four people who really know about Jesus coming and his, and his birth. You have um, the prophetic revelation to the mother of John the Baptist, or the, and father of John the Baptist, and mother, and then to Mary, and to Joseph. Four people really know that Jesus is coming soon. And so, um, the public news, the public news about Jesus coming, only those four people, how many more people than that know? I mean, you tell your friends, but what do you tell them, right? Oh, an angel came to me. Yeah, right, right? Um, and so, other than those, the, per- the circle is pretty small. And so, this is the familiar passage, Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at it from the story, and, and rather than looking in your Bible, or if you have your Bible app and want to go over to this version, um, we're going to read it from the, new, from the King James Version, right? So what is the second longest Christmas special in America? What's the second longest? It, guess? It's a Wonderful Life? No? What's, an, uh, what's, what's a guess? The second longest Christmas special? Charlie Brown, right there, right? That, and, and so Charlie Brown's trying to figure out what Christmas is all about. And I don't know if, you, if you've seen it, since 1965, it's been shown every year. Only longer, longer running special is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And in Rudolph, they didn't read scripture. So, but Linus gets to the middle of the stage, and he quotes Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And he does it from the King James Version, because in 1965, that was the version, the translation. 
And so I'm going to read it from my grandfather's Bible, Curtis Bates' Bible. Luke chapter 2. Don't think of me as Linus. Just think of me as telling the Scripture, right? And Linus said, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And then what happened in the Charlie Brown? Remember? All the characters came and they sang a great Christmas. They sang this, this, the song about this. Ready? Ready to sing it? Hark the herald angels sing. To, come on, born king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Joyful all the nations rise. And so... Charlie Brown knows what Christmas is all about. The angel's message was good tidings of great joy, good news of great joy, another translation says, which shall be to all the people, for unto you, for unto us is born this day in Savior, who is Christ the Lord. When's the last time you were surprised by good news? Think about it. Like, this is like unexpected, right? I passed that test, you know, or I got engaged, or... Um, maybe you're going to be a grandkid. You're, grand, grand, you're not going to be a grandkid. You're going to be a grandparent, right? Or, or um, something, right? You were surprised by something good, something new. What was your response? What did you do when you heard that? My guess is that you told somebody, right? For those of you into social media, however many platforms you're on, you probably posted it, right? You had good news, and so you posted it on that, and then, then you put a picture on it, and you put a little phrase, and whatever you did, right? I don't do that. Um, maybe you pick up a phone and you text someone, or you call someone. That's more my style. Um, but you tell somebody when you hear good news. The message of Christmas, the message of the angels to the shepherds, and then to Mary, was good news of great joy. And so the story continues in verse 15. This was not in the Christmas movie, but it continues. And it came to pass, as the shepherds were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now even go even now to Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which the, were told them by the shepherds. And then the shepherds returned and glorifying and praising God for all these things that they had been heard and seen as it had been told to them. They believed the angel's message, and they went immediately to see 
what the Lord had made to them, known to them. They couldn't doubt it. I mean, if you'd been visited by an angel or a host of angels, I mean, you're going to believe it, right? It's good news, and, and it's unmistakable. I don't know how the shepherds shared it. I don't know if they were good storytellers, all right? Um, I'm not a hunter or a fisherman at all, but like, I don't know if shepherds would tell stories like hunters and fishermen, right? So you're a hunter. I, like, I was 200 yards away, and my shot was perfect. I mean, and we took that down, or the fish was this big. Fishermen over here. I mean, I don't have any clue. But wonder if the shepherds, if they told stories like fishermen and hunters do, all right? You would not believe it. It was crazy. I mean, there was an angel. Do you have, have you ever seen an angel? I mean, and then there was a, like a bunch of angels, and it was insane. And, and you would never, never in a million years believe what they told us. I mean, it's crazy, right? They told the people. And it, Scripture says that the people believed what they had said because they knew, they saw it was true. And so they returned and to their sheep, and they gave glory to God and praise for what they had seen and what they had heard. For it was just as they'd been told. It was true. Sometimes when you hear a story so often, and maybe the Christmas story would be at the top of the list, if you've been raised around a church or even just watched the Christmas story for, since 1965 on TV, it becomes so familiar. And sometimes it's better to hear it in a new way or it helps you to understand it in a new way. And for Christmas stories, one of my favorite go-to readings is looking at anything that Max Lucado has written about Christmas. And in one of his books called The Applause of Heaven, Max Lucado describes this scene in a way that helps me and hopefully will help you catch a new vision of what it is. He writes, There is one word that describes the night that Jesus came. Ordinary. The sky was ordinary. The occasional gust stirred the leaves and chilled the air. And the stars were diamonds sparkling on a black velvet. Fleets of clouds floated in front of the moon. It was a beautiful night. The night worth peeking out your bedroom window to admire, but not really an unusual one. No reason to expect a surprise, nothing to keep a person awake, but ordinary night, an ordinary sky. The sheep, ordinary. Some fat, some scrawny, some with barrel bellies, some with twig legs, common animals, no fleece made of gold, no history makers, no blue ribbon winners. They were simply sheep. Lumpy, sleepy silhouettes on a hillside. And the shepherds, peasants they were, probably wearing all the clothes that they owned, smelling like sheep and looking just as woolly. They were conscientious, though, willing to spend the night with their flocks. But you won't find their staves in a museum, nor their writings in a library. No one asked their opinion on social justice or the application of the Torah in their lives. They were nameless and simple. They didn't ask God if he was sure he knew what he was doing. Had the angel gone to theologians, they would have first consulted their commentaries. Had he gone to the elite, they would have first looked around to see who was watching. Had he gone to the successful, they would have checked their calendars. So he went to shepherds, men who didn't have reputations to protect or an axe to grind or a ladder to climb. Men who didn't know enough to tell God that angels don't sing to sheep and that messiahs aren't found in, wrapped in rags and sleeping in a feed trough. It was an ordinary night with ordinary sheep and ordinary shepherds. But if, were, if it were not for a God who loves to hook an extra on the front of ordinary, that night 
would have gone unnoticed. The sheep would have been forgotten. And the shepherds would have slept the night away. But God, God dances amongst the common. And that night, he did a waltz. The black sky exploded with brightness. The trees that had been shadows jumped into clarity. Sheep that had been silent became a chorus of curiosity. In one minute, the shepherd was dead asleep, and the next, he was rubbing his eyes and looking at the face of an alien. The night was ordinary no more. The angel came in the night because that is when lights are best seen, and that is when they are most needed. God comes into the common for the same reason. The most, his most powerful tools are the simplest. How do you hear something from God? And what do you do with it? Do you respond like the shepherds? There's, the shepherds were this, simply. I mean, immediately they responded and believed. Like, oh, let's consider whether this is really true or not. No, no, immediately they, bef- they believed before they moved a muscle. And so immediately they believed and they took immediate action and went with haste, the King James Version says, to find the baby and to find Mary and Joseph. And immediately they told people what they had happened. And once they saw it, they made it known abroad. Then the scriptures returned, glorifying God. And because what God had promised through the angels was really true. Oh, that you and I would respond to God's revelation like the shepherds did. But you might say, like, oh, yeah, if God would show up with a bunch of angels, sure, I'd respond that way, right? You know, God doesn't speak like that to me. But God does speak, doesn't he? The closer you are to God, the easier it is to hear his voice, right? To listen, to see some things that he might show you. As you follow God longer, the easier it is to hear and to listen. The more you worship him, the more you read scripture, the more you are impacted by his word and impacted by his presence, and you know his will. The more you get together with other people who who follow Jesus, who in your life group or in your serving group or however you get connected, the more those other people speak into your life and you confirm God's will through the community. I've heard stories. Maybe you have also. You know, I was driving the other day and God spoke to me through that song. I was was reading scripture and that that scripture I'd read a hundred times popped out. I was like, God spoke to me. God still speaks today. Joy is received when you confirm God's will in your life. That God is born to you a Savior and joy has come into your world. And as you follow Him and you listen to Him, you'll recognize His voice. You'll understand His leading. You'll, you'll, you'll recognize an answer to prayer that you might not have seen before. And totally unexpected, He comes to you. The angel's message, the shepherd's response, and finally, Mary's response. Speaking of unexpected, um, tucked in the middle of this passage in Luke 2, I missed it when I, on purpose, I missed it when I read that passage, is Mary's response. It's one verse. Remember the shepherds, they were the first to hear about Jesus coming to earth. And then since Mary's and Joseph's dream nine months ago, that's really the first recorded um, saying that Jesus Christ was coming. Think about that. Mary was visited by an angel. And she was told she would receive some miraculous um, conception to, to, born, uh, to, be, to give birth to the Son of God. 
I mean, I mean, she, like the shepherds, was visited by an angel, but she didn't have the, the wonder of like, oh, a choir of angels, like filling the sky, right? It was just one shepherd, just one angel visited her. And then the scripture says she believed, the angel left. And then nine months of Mary's, of nothing. Nine months, I mean, so the angel came, and it, well, as it's spoken as a true man, right? Nine months that she's pregnant and all that happens with that, right? So ladies who had a baby, you know that nine months, you know something's happening, right? And you're getting close to that, but nine months, there's nothing recorded that, that the angel visits again or she understands. And I'm sure there was something, but there's nothing written other than a conversation with her cousin that gave her confirmation. Nothing. And we assume the same for Joseph. Joseph didn't even have an angel. He just had a dream. But still, Joseph believed, and he obeyed. So during these months, from these dreams and these visits by an angel, that nothing happened, you had to sense that they were going like, okay, what's next? Is something, when's something going to happen? When, am I, when are we going to hear something about this that's going to make sense? It's going to add all this up for me, because we don't really understand. How will we know more? When will we know more? And then the long journey to Bethlehem. And really, we have to go to Bethlehem, and then the, they find themselves with the animals, and then the baby's born, and still silence, nothing? You kind of wonder, like, that we don't really know how soon it, the, the, the shepherds came. We might think it's that night. It might not have been. It really isn't clear. But you would think, okay, so that's when we'll know. When the baby's born, we're going to, I mean, and then they find themselves where they found themselves but then the shepherds came and they told the story of the angels and they realized that mary and joseph had to go like we are not crazy this is good right this is really happening right and none of this has been expected but it's 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 true it's true the angels message through the shepherds what a relief for them so in this passage in luke chapter 2 verse 19 it simply says this but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Think of everything that has happened in the last nine months, and then nothing, and then the angels. Mary just sat back and kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Treasure, ponder, just reflecting what God has done. Can you imagine the relief? Can you imagine the joy and unexpected confirmation that God's word was true for her? And that's the message of the last 2,000 years, and it's the message for us today. The message of the angels to you and to our world. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, period. And here's how you know. I'm telling you the truth. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, strips of cloth lying in the manger. This is the message of Christmas for you. Whatever God is saying to you in your spirit, whatever God has promised you in your life, whatever God's heart has poured out to you in your life over the months and years, don't be afraid. As you, as you walk and you listen and try to find God's will and find joy that the good news brings, God's work is at, God is at work in your life. He has the power to bring you joy. A Savior has been born to you. 
It's personal for you. And we know the rest of the story, that Jesus lived the life and gave his life for our sins and was died and buried, but was risen from the dead for us. And now that is the story of hope. That is the true story, the full story. Because he is alive, we have hope and we have joy. So this is a message of joy. Sometimes unexpected, sometimes not. It's not based on circumstance. It's deeper than that, right? You can be discouraged and sad and still have joy. You can be waiting on an answer to prayer that you prayed for nine months or nine years and still have joy. and You don't know the answer to that. Deeper Joy is deeper than your circumstance. God can be silent for weeks. God can be silent for years. But He is at work in your life and in, the, and in your world. God has promised peace, goodwill to you. Joy can be found even in spite of your mistakes. King David sinned horribly. But in Psalm 51, it says this. King David, as he was confessing to God, he says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant a willing spirit to sustain me. So in the midst of great sin and great disappointment and great failure, as, he, as David came back to Christ, came back to God in his prayer, restore to me the joy that I once had. Joy is a deep, settled peace in your soul. Joy is pondered. Joy is treasured. Joy is an inside job. It's expressed in this hymn that we um, sing uh, oftentimes about an expected answer to prayer, an expected revelation of joy. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Can you sing it with me? Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in Thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth Thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Joy comes to longing hearts. That's where it's found. So how does this look today? What does joy look like in real life in 2023? thought about a lot of different things, and I thought of someone named Pat Hare. I'm like, that's joy, right? If you've ever hung with the Hare family, you know it's a party. It is a big-time party. And um, there's energy, there's competition, there's laughing, there's eating. I mean, so if you know Pat Hare, you know that that's true. But many of you don't know Pat Hare, right? And so I want to give you a chance to hear her story about what joy means to her. And so we're going to come down here. And you have some of your family in town just by chance this weekend. David and his family, Gail's here, my grandson Ryan. So you've been around here a long time. I said, so Pat, when did you first come to Chicago for Church and Adrian? First Church and Adrian, when was that? He didn't want to say my age, but I'll tell you, oh, I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm 84. Okay. I'm grateful that my family joined, my grandfather brought the family to this church before I was born. So you, 
All your life. So you, if you've read the story while in the lobby, if you haven't, you need to. Sometime, it's not a one-time thing. You can stop by and read something here or there. Um, Pat has been, she's one of two people, Howard Milhuff and Pat, were a part of our first location on 63rd and Eggleston, all right? So there's only two left. There's a few others who are in nursing uh, care facilities, but you come on a regular basis. So um, you know firsthand or secondhand every story on that wall, right? You've been told by the people who you weren't alive for that part. You're not 120 years old, so you've got some time to go there. <laughs> so um, talk to me. Um, uh, you, you, you've been blessed. So you, at this church, Jim, you met your husband, right? How'd that happen? He was stationed here when he was in the Army, and he came to church, and I fell in love with him almost immediately. So you were married? 65 years. Wow. Five kids. Five kids. Yeah. That's worth clapping. Um, we, we raised our children here. Yeah. They were all dedicated here. Beautiful dedication, Matt and Meisel. So you, um, uh, five kids. Five kids. Your journey, I mean, there's been ups and downs, like everybody. All, and we could tell our stories to the person next to him. There's been lots of ups and downs. Yeah. But you, you're blessed with five kids. Yes. Um, but um, one of your daughters passed away. Cindy died at age 40. And then we lost Doug a few years ago at age 57. Yeah. And so you know what losses are like. And then Jim passed away last, last year. Last year. Yeah. But I'm grateful that we had 65 years together. Yeah. Yeah. You talked to me about um, the difference between losing a kid and losing a spouse and how they're totally they're different. Totally different. Right. right. And even two of your other kids, all right, are really have struggles even this week, right? Yeah. Jimmy and 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 Tracy was in yeah. the hospital this week too. Yeah. So so you you're you've lived all of those things. And so how do you find joy? My I thought about it a yeah. lot a lot this week. My joy comes from trusting in the Lord. I'm grateful that God in his word has said he promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I've proved him true. He's walked with me. In the good times, the fun times, having David and his family here, and in the dark hours when, when you didn't think you see any light at the end of the tunnel. But God's presence, I'm so grateful for God's presence. As the scripture said, it sustains me. And it's something you can't really describe, but God's presence is my joy, mm. even in the darkest hour. Yeah. If, you, um, if someone was struggling to find joy, like, God, they're so low, they can't, they can't reach it, right? It's been so long since they felt it. I mean, what would you say? Look what God has already done in your life. There are blessings to be, to be found. Look who's in your life. Look who, look who loves you. Look to see who you love. And um, just look around. You'll, you'll see the blessings. They're there. Oh, God, God is blessing all the time. And that, that joy, knowing I'm going to see Jim again, 
I'm gonna see Doug and Cindy again. Uh, Jimmy and Tracy are still here. Yeah. That, that brings me joy and I tell David all the time, stay well. <laughs> um, but, but joy is an inside job. You choose. I mean, you can wallow in your despair or you can see the sunshine that God brings every day. Mm. You said to me, he's like, if someone's struggling with joy, I'd talk to them. I would. I would. I'm available anytime. You want, you want to pick my brain or, or vent? I'm available. 1030 service, kind of over here, usually. <laughs> I made her move up a few rows, right? But um, for those of you who haven't had the privilege of walking a life with this family, um, you've been introduced. And uh, may it be an inspiration to you. Pat, you are an inspiration to all of us. Thank you for your joy. I couldn't do it on my own, but with God's help, you face every day with joy. Thank you. This is the Christmas message for you today. And the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news or glad tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. Maybe you're like the shepherds who heard it from the angels. Or Mary who heard it from the shepherds. And you need an unexpected like revelation from Jesus, right? You need, you need, you need that. You're praying for that. You need a breakthrough in an area of your life. The message of the angels and the message of Luke chapter 2 is for you. Joy is found in a manger. Not from human efforts or circumstances as the definition definition says. Joy is found in the manger. So in this season, look at how God is reaching out to you. Your next step, uh, sometimes Galen or whoever's preaching, like this week, do these three, two, three. There's no next steps other than this. It's a state of mind. Joy is found as a position of the heart as you live in these next few weeks. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Joy of every longing heart, a long-awaited promise, a long-expected answers to prayer. I said I like music, and um, some of the songs, um, you just can't sing them all, right? And uh, one of the phrases of two songs, uh, some of the phrases in two songs say this to me. It says, would there still be joy? If the baby boy hadn't come to earth to bestow a second birth, would there still be joy without Jesus? I don't think so. Another song says, glory in the highest, glory to his name, joy has come into our lives, will never, never be the same. So maybe in the midst of your Christmas, your eyes will be open your ears will be attentive to what god is doing don't get so focused on life in these next two weeks that you're not aware of god's presence in your life look for the joy that comes in the midst of everything and if you have too much everything maybe you'll need to slow down for a moment maybe like you are this morning for god to hear for you to hear or see what god is doing treasure and ponder what god is doing in your life jesus christ is born for you.
glory in the highest, glory to his name, joy has come into our lives. We'll never be the same. Can you imagine? I don't know what happened. It was be kind of interesting to be a fly on the stall wall, which I'm sure there were, you know, right? Looking at what, I mean, what did the shepherds say? Did they just, he was holy. I think they adored, probably, maybe like, oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Would you stand and sing like they might have in the Christmas story with all the people around Linus and Charlie Brown, or maybe like they did around um, the angels and sing it triumphantly. Can you do that? Oh, oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. And an ordinary night with ordinary sheep, an ordinary shepherd. And if it were not for a God who loves to hook an extra on the front of ordinary, that night would have gone unnoticed. God dances amidst the common, and that night he did a waltz. The black sky exploded with brightness. The night was ordinary no more. The angel came at night because that's when its lights are best seen. And that is when they are most needed. God comes into the common for that same, same reason. Joy has come into our world. We'll never be the same. We began our service with it. Can you sing it together? Joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Take time to ponder, to treasure. Take time to invite someone, tell the good news. You'll get an invite on your way out in a moment, and uh, you can bring someone with you next Sunday or two Sundays from now on Christmas Eve. If you're not available on Christmas Eve, come on Wednesday night for the same service on that Wednesday night on December 20th. But celebrate and joy the joy that comes at Christmas. Treasure what God is doing. Ponder it in your heart. And let's leave here. Can we do that? Sing another verse that says, repeat the sounding joy, because we just should, right? Can we do it? All right. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ. 
while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plain. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Thank you, Pat, for sharing. Thank you for being a part of this service. Repeat the joy as you leave this place. We'll see you soon. Hey, thanks again for joining us for the First Naz podcast. If you're interested in what your next step in growing your relationship with God might look like, I'd encourage you to visit us at firstnaz.cc engage, or you can download our app from the App Store, First Nazarene Church. And there you can let us know if you've made a decision for Jesus, or you can also find practical resources to help you grow closer to Jesus. I'd also invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already to make sure that you've always got the latest content. And if you want to, feel free to share this on your social accounts. You never know who else might need to hear today's message as well. Well, thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.